Welcome to Macomb County, and thank you for joining us for the annual State of the County Address. I want to thank Roop for that introduction. Roop has been a great advocate for Macomb County. Whether it's participating in local celebrations or covering the breaking news of the day, Roop and the team over at Fox 2 have provided us with great many opportunities to showcase Macomb County. Thank you again, Roop, for that wonderful introduction. He was going to be in person. We do kind of hold off on some of the taping just in case something happens, and something did happen. He couldn't quite make it here. Nothing health-wise, it's just that he couldn't get through that Oakland County traffic to get here to Macomb. So, hi Brooks. One. As we get started tonight, I want to take just a quick moment to recognize some of my regional partners. Help me give a warm Macomb County welcome to my friend, the executive of Oakland County, Mr. L. Brooks Patterson. The chairman of the St. Clair County Board of Commissioners, Mr. Jeff Bohm. Jeff? And on behalf of Wayne County Executive Warren Evans, the Deputy County Executive, Mr. Richard Kaufman. Richard? Our current Congresswoman and incoming Public Works Commissioner, Ms. Candace Miller. I also want to recognize our county elected officials who are present. Carmela Sabal, our clerk, Eric Smith, our prosecutor, and Dave Flynn, the chairman of the Board of Macomb County Commissioners. And also with, with us tonight are the circuit and district court judges of Macomb County. Thank you once again for being here. And a special recognition to a gentleman who used to be the chief of police in the city of Detroit, the deputy mayor of the city of Detroit used to be, but more importantly, a good close personal friend of my father's who is here as well, Mr. Ike McKinnon. Ike. And I've got to do this because when I don't, everybody gives me a hard time about it. And uh, I think before, though, I introduce my wife, I'm going to introduce my brother Bill's wife, who happens to be here for her very first State of the County Address, Miss Sarah Hackle. Sarah? <laughs> She's shy like my brother Bill, so she didn't stand up. And uh, obviously, many of you probably know, and if you have not, I would love to introduce my lovely wife, Tracy Hackle. Tracy? I want to thank our presenting sponsor, St. John Providence, along with the other sponsors listed in your program, as well as Macomb County and Sterling Heights Chambers, who have been extremely helpful in putting this program together, along with our host, Macomb Community College. Each year, President Jim Jacobs and his staff provide us with a perfect venue to celebrate Macomb County. As you may know, Jim will be retiring at the end of this academic year. Jim, on behalf of Macomb County, we wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Where's Jim at? Tonight, we celebrate the sixth annual State of Macomb County. As I think back over the past six years, I am amazed by all the individuals and organizations that have helped us raise the profile of Macomb County. Year after year, opportunity after opportunity, challenge after challenge, so many of you here tonight 
and those listening across the region have started to truly believe in this great place. From residents to businesses, chief decision makers to community advocates, classrooms to boardrooms, we are better connecting with our communities. Think about it for a second. Macomb County is a big place. 27 unique cities, townships, and villages, 484 square miles of diverse landscape and people, 865,000 residents, 17,000 businesses. Adding up all these numbers gets a little confusing. Where do you start? How do you prioritize? What actions will have the greatest impacts? When we took office, we realized that the best thing to do was to listen. From day one, we set out to make county government more accessible and responsive. We recognized that the county's greatest asset was its people, and that it is our responsibility to engage as many of them as possible. Each meeting, casual conversation, or community event helped us better understand the voice of our county. And as we have started to connect the dots across Macomb County, you have provided us with the creativity, the energy, and the passion needed to transform this place. It is through these connections that we have been able to achieve some of our greatest accomplishments. Together, we have been fortunate to have achieved a number of great successes. And tonight, I want to illustrate how connecting with people are making, that we make each day help provide us with the countless opportunities across Macomb County. For me, it starts with connecting people and their home. And here in Macomb County, we have been able to do this through Make Macomb Your Home. We created Make Macomb Your Home as a call to action, a fresh and engaging sense of pride in this place so many of us do call home. These four simple words have evolved into a distinctive self-made brand, which provide us with a platform to celebrate all things Macomb. Make Macomb Your Home was designed to generate more awareness about the wonderful things happening in Macomb County. And people are starting to notice. This past year alone, more than 1.6 million individuals from around the world explored Macomb County using Make Macomb Your Home. People are visiting MakeMacombYourHome.com to get familiar with our community assets and local businesses. Using interactive content, we are showcasing destination packages ranging from shopping and dining to arts and culture. Our new attraction map and shop local initiatives are great resources to help you rediscover true community treasures. Our seasonal campaigns have helped residents get ready for summer with activities for kids. And this fall, we encourage thousands of visitors to explore our agricultural assets through Fall in Love with Macomb campaign. Our ever-growing event calendar provides a forum to highlight events happening around our community. And our blogs offer local experts a portal to champion what they love about Macomb County. Millions of people are connecting with our county via Make Macomb Your Home. And it's given us a greater voice to celebrate Macomb County. We are better connecting with our parks and recreation and natural resources. Macomb County, you may not know this, but we are home to 180 parks, 155 miles of trails, 32 miles of freshwater coastline, and 41 miles of the navigable Clinton River. When you add up all of that, we possess more than 17,000 acres of land dedicated to these parks, recreation, and natural assets. No longer is Macomb County remaining idle as we now have provided more outreach and support to develop these vibrant community assets. Today, 
we have a fresh and empowering strategy that is focused on linking our parks and recreation assets. The foundation of our outreach is our Blue Economy Initiative. First announced in 2011, the purpose of the initiative was to create greater awareness about our freshwater assets, protect and preserve our natural assets, and stimulate economic growth. This initiative has provided us with a framework to convene partnerships with agencies at all levels of government and the private sector. And the wave of accomplishments continues to roll in. This past year, we invested more than $6 million in habitat restoration, efforts improving everything from water quality to fishing and wildlife habitats. We are continuing our efforts with the city of New Baltimore to redevelop the Schmidt Marina into a major destination along Anchor Bay. New paddle areas and boat launches are being developed in Utica, Sterling Heights, Chesterfield, New Baltimore, and Harrison Township, and in Mount Clemens. We have been working closely with the Clinton River Watershed Council to develop a universally accessible paddle launch site at MacArthur Park. This project was so unique that it has been approved by the Michigan Economic Development Corporation and the Michigan State Housing Development Authority for matching funds under the Public Spaces Community Places Grant Program. This is our first opportunity at a major crowdfunding campaign. What this means is that each and every one of us can visit makebecomeyourhome.com and donate to this creative crowdfunding campaign in the state will match up to $50,000 in contributions. Our freshwater initiatives have given us rise to a vision of what we now call Green Macomb. Now more than ever, we are working with parks and recreation providers at all levels of government to invest in our recreation assets. Partnering with the state DNR, we are planning and constructing new non-motorized trails that will connect Macomb County to surrounding counties and the statewide Iron Bell Trail Network, connecting Iron Mountain to Belle Isle. On a regional level, we have developed a fantastic partnership with the Huron-Clinton Metropolitan Authority. Working with the HCMA director, George Pfeiffer, and his team, we have been able to develop and deploy strategies to enhance all three of our metro parks. At Stony Creek, a challenging new adventure course will open next year for outdoor fitness enthusiasts. At Walcott Mill, educational programs are highlighting our agricultural heritage, and at Lake St. Clair Metro Park, a sandy new beach in a million-dollar playscape will be ready for summer. By the way, for any of you that are interested in enjoying these wonderful opportunities, park passes will be available for sale tonight by the HCMA following this program at the Taste of Macomb. <laughs> I encourage you, because they make great stocking stuffers for those who are engaging in the holiday, I guess, festivities here. I believe our greatest environmental accomplishment this year has been the launch of Green Macomb. As part of this initiative, we created the Green Macomb Urban Forest Partnership to manage and grow healthy urban forests in the most urbanized areas of the county. Leveraging tree canopy data from the Southeast Michigan Council of Governments, we recognized that there was a community need to cultivate green spaces south of the Clinton River. Through funding provided by the Michigan Department of Natural Resources and the U.S. Forest Service, a generous donation provided by ITC Holdings, community-specific strategies targeted planting the right tree in the right place for the right purpose. This year, we've already partnered with Macomb Community College and the City of Utica, facilitating two planning demonstrations. With the help of partnering agencies and dozens of volunteers, we planted hundreds of trees at Macomb Community College South Campus and along the Clinton River in downtown Utica. 
because of the success of this program, we rewarded an additional $340,000 grant for the U.S. Forest Service, which will help us plant thousands of trees across Macomb County. We have also been able to connect with our residents to develop much needed health and community service programs. For example, the newly renamed Macomb Community Action was redesigned to better respond to emerging societal needs. It is now better positioned to be an instrument of change, providing vital assistance to many of our residents. One of Macomb Community Action's greatest connections has been the establishment of family resource centers. Through community conversations, we recognize that our community services were too dispersed. In order to have a greater impact, we need to deliver services in a common location. We developed a concept to deploy dynamic community centers, offering multiple services through diverse partners in a single strategic location. In 2015, we opened our first family resource center in Warren. The Thompson Center, United Macomb Community Action, the Health Department, Michigan State University Extension, and our Women's Infant and Children Program. And in its first year of operation, more than 12,000 individuals connected with that center. The success of that center inspired us to explore other facilities. Just this past summer, we celebrated opening of the county's newest family resource center, and that was in Mount Clemens. Working alongside the Mount Clemens Community Schools, we repurposed the former Washington Elementary and created the Macomb County Family Resource Center. At these centers, residents can receive support, much needed support, to get the best possible health care for their children, assistance with various educational programs, financial and home ownership counseling, fitness and nutrition programs, as well as other resources to get them back on their feet. Our senior program has really stepped up, and they've gotten some high praise this year. The Area Agency on Aging awarded Macomb County the Blue Ribbon Outcomes Award for improving the quality of life for older adults. We received this distinct honor for having the highest total return on investment dollars granted to a county program, which resulted in a $2.4 million of more services for our seniors. And another program area where we expanded to better connect with our community is our One Macomb. One Macomb is a countywide initiative created to support collaborative community-based activities which embrace, share, and celebrate our increasing diversity. Our vision, our vision is just simply to appreciate multiculturalism and create a community that welcomes all people. We have championed the unique contributions of our entire community by hosting naturalization ceremonies, participating in community conversations, coordinating with service agencies and engaging ethnic chambers and business associations. Our efforts have had such an impact this year that One Macomb received an impressive honor. Macomb County was invited to the White House and we were given national recognition for local innovations to drive cultural vitality, prosperity, and competitiveness. This is high praise and reaffirmed our commitment to creating a more welcoming environment for all who make Macomb their home. We also made improvements this year with Martha T. Berry. Along with the Board of Commissioners, we took definitive steps to improve the facility's operations. Under the leadership of its new director, 
patient census has increased, staff turnover has reduced, quality measures are improving, and fiscal stability has been restored. We are very pleased that this important community resource is performing so well. And we are also better connecting through our own facilities within the county. The $65 million capital campaign is focused on enhancing McCombs facilities so that we can provide services to the public in a more efficient and welcoming manner. Our new parking structure, which we just opened this year, will allow residents easier access to our offices. And upon its completion, the old county building will be home to essential court services. Doing all that, we also recognize that we need to enhance our digital presence. We examined how the public was accessing our services and we realized that we needed to upgrade our web capabilities. So under the direction of our IT department, we are in the process of redesigning the county's website. Starting with a new look and feel, macombgov.org will be geared towards you, the customer. This is an ongoing undertaking and we are committed to providing everyone with direct access to the resources they need. It is important to note that we have been able to improve our facilities and upgrade our web presences because our finances are in order. We have had six straight years of balanced budgets. And I have to give credit not only to the, the courts as well as the Board of Commissioners under the leadership of Dave Flynn. Uh, I gotta tell you, our countywide elected officials have really helped make this a reality. Total operating expenses have been fully covered by forecasted revenues, and we now have a 10-year forecast of fund balance. You know, we do have, and this is probably why the reason we have it, an enviable AA-plus bond rating here in this county. And I, I have to say it because I saw him backstage and I know he's out there, Bob Datto, along with Brooks. Uh, there was a lot of conversation when we first came in to try to figure out what it is a place like Oakland County did to get its finances in order. And credit to Bob as well as Brooks and the relationships that we've been able to foster. I think that's what really helped gear us and put us in the right direction here in Macomb County. So thank you, Bob and Brooks. Let us discuss the health of Macomb's economy. Beginning with job growth, we have experienced seven consecutive years of job growth here in the county. Currently, Macomb County has a workforce of more than 410,000 individuals, which is the highest jobs figures we have seen in 15 years. While we are nearly back to historic highs, we are working in a completely different manner than we did before. And nowhere is this more evident than in manufacturing. An instant of inspiration, and the gears begin to turn. A concept, and the world begins to change. An idea is born, and our legacy continues. Macomb County Manufacturing. It started more than 100 years ago, and we haven't stopped since. From rolling out a plan, to rolling out a plant. Deploying exploration, by employing innovation. First stage to center stage. If it's designed, engineered, machined, or molded, we do it here. Automation, it's our way of life. You call third shift late, 
We call it just getting started. We are the future of manufacturing. History in the making. An orchestra of transforming industries composed of an unrivaled workforce. A diversified team of men and women, year in and year out, day after day, putting our stamp on the business end of American production. And while Macomb County continues to build on its past, we are constantly evolving, creating a different tomorrow with the steps we take today. Always remembering the opportunity that comes with changing the world. think you're gonna get away without a video did you so I got to give a shout out to a, a local company that puts these videos together for us Mad Habit Tom and Tommy they do an incredible job they're the ones doing a lot of the production here so there are more than 1,200 companies that make up Macomb County's network of world-class advanced manufacturing innovators and in advanced manufacturing alone there are nearly 40,000 highly skilled workers their integration of new technologies and traditional manufacturing is helping to shape the next generation concept of mobility. Since 2010, mobility industry has invested more than $6 billion in Macomb County. This year alone, Fiat Chrysler Automobiles committed $1.4 billion in Sterling Heights to their assembly plant. General Motors located their autonomous vehicle development team at the General Motors Tech Center. Ford has tripled its autonomous vehicle fleet and are currently testing their Ford Fusion hybrids at their proving grounds in Bruce Township. And Macomb County, we have stepped up by expanding our intelligent transportation network infrastructure at Comtech. These investments have made Macomb County better positioned to deploy connected and autonomous vehicle technologies than any other county in the nation. This same kind of transformation is happening in defense, information technology, aerospace, as well as agriculture. In defense, our military installations and network of more than 600 prime defense contractors continue to push the limits of innovation. This past year, Macomb County companies were awarded more than $1.4 billion in defense contracts. TARDAC teamed up with General Motors to develop the hydrogen-powered Chevy Colorado ZH2. That is one bad little machine, and I hope it's on the screen behind me because I'm pointing right now. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This futuristic military concept vehicle was created right here in Macomb County and went from contract to concept in less than one year. TACOM continues to be an integral part of our Army's command. Under the leadership of Major General DeMasters, TACOM is focused on life cycle management and is connecting to our community in new ways. At Selfridge, our hometown Air Force, 2017 will mark 100 years of service to our nation. 
We will celebrate this achievement along with General Slocum and the entire Selfridge team. There will be events throughout the year and an air show open house in August. Last year, the 127th Wing was named the top flying unit in the National Guard. This distinction led to some wonderful news straight out of Washington, D.C. today, Candace. The base was named to a short list of five installations being considered to support the new F-35A Lightning II fighter jet. If selected, this mission will protect the base future for years to come. This is an affirmation of the value of our hometown Air Force. General Slocum, Macomb County stands ready to support you in any way to help make this a reality. <laughs> Michigan has come to realize the critical importance of its military and defense assets. Just this past June, at the Mackinac Policy Conference, the Michigan Defense Center unveiled Protect and Grow, a new statewide effort to protect Michigan's military facilities and missions while growing opportunities for companies in the emerging defense market. From across the state, we came together to let everybody know that in Michigan, defense matters. Michigan has long been a leader in the defense industry. This Protect and Grow initiative is the first comprehensive statewide strategic plan to maximize the economic potential of, of the defense industry and the assets in the state of Michigan. A full 70% of everything that a soldier shoots, drives, flies, wears, eats, or communicates with is contracted in Michigan. You know, during World War II, we were actually known as the arsenal of democracy. Why? Because Michigan had the manufacturing capability, literally built the armaments that led the entire world to peace. But then, as the decades went on, and of course with our heavy reliance on the auto industry, which we love our auto industry, but we, we sort of took our eye off the ball. And uh, you saw all these defense contracts going to other states. And every defense contract doesn't have to go to Texas or Virginia or Georgia or what have you. Michigan, with our engineering know-how and our can-do attitude here, we have now started, instead of calling ourselves the arsenal of democracy, we are now the arsenal of in innovation. This report mentions the Sulaks, which are critical to getting the raw materials uh, down on the barges into the Great Lakes so that we can make the steel, so that we can make the products. The Sulaks are a critical part of our infrastructure, and I'm so glad that they're mentioned here. We see Michigan as a, lead as a leader in, the, in cyber operations and helping the civilian population increase their awareness of, cyber, of the cybersecurity threat. As you saw over the last couple days, the direction that the mobility industry is going, the automobile industry is going, with autonomous vehicles, with the cybersecurity, with the advanced powertrains, fuel cells, all of the technologies that are developed within the mobility R&D is paramount to the future of the Army. We need to be proud 
of what it is we have here in our own backyard, because as both the Debbie Stabenow and Candace Miller had mentioned, this is more about protecting those who protect us. So this protect and grow strategy is an opportunity to help us protect those who help protect us. Protecting those who protect us. We should be proud of what it is we're doing here in Macomb County, in Southeast Michigan. And you know, I think it's only fitting that on the 75th day of remembrance of the bombing of Pearl Harbor, we take a moment to recognize those that protect us at home and abroad. Please join me in showing our appreciation to all of the men and women who have served and will continue to serve this great country. Information technology is also flourishing in Macomb County. Macomb is now home to nearly 400 IT firms, which employs 9,000 individuals. Over the past five years, the county has experienced a 116% increase in IT employment. Compare that to the national average of 12%. Macomb is also leading the way in cybersecurity with the opening of the Michigan Cyber Range we are bringing cybersecurity experts together through the Michigan Automotive and Defense Cyber Assurance Team. The team is commonly called MADCAT, and it was created by our Planning and Economic Development Department to establish Macomb County as a cybersecurity center of excellence. We are also making impressive gains in aerospace, with some of the world's largest aerospace companies now doing business here in Macomb County. Names like Boeing, Lockheed Martin, Bell Helicopter, and Nassau working with a growing number of prime suppliers. Contract after contract, they are choosing Macomb County because of our advanced precision tooling and adaptable workforce. Even agriculture and food processing are being transformed. Lapari Foods just announced a new $36 million state-of-the-art food processing facility in Warren. Orchards such as Blake's, Miller's Big Red, and Westview are making big investments transforming themselves into wineries and family entertainment centers, and several craft brewers are making Macomb their home, including a $1.3 million investment in Coonan Brewery in Clinton Township. <laughs> Jeff, you led that applause. Jeff Bohm, straight out of St. Clair County. <laughs> this past year also saw the opening of the much-anticipated Jimmy John's Field. The ballpark's first season was a great success. Most of the games were sellouts. Attendance averaged 3,100 fans over the 75-game schedule. And get this, eight players were picked up by major league organizations. That's incredible. The league has already announced expansion plans by adding a fourth team for next season. Their long-term goal is to develop nine similar ballparks in Midwestern cities in the years to come. I want to thank Andy Appleby for choosing Macomb to be the home of this prototype facility. <laughs> and just down the road, C.J. Barrymore has opened his first roller coaster. And uh, by the way, I was on that thing, and uh, <laughs> one and done. 
my nephews, they just kept going over and over again. God, to be young again. And uh, they're going to be adding a zip line with the Indian turbo tracks, laser tag, bumper boats, batting cages, bowling, a golf dome, and so much more. C.J. Barrymore's has transformed itself into an indoor-outdoor family recreation center that is unique to the region. All of these developments are telling us something, that Macomb County has become a preferred destination for transformational economic investment. As you can see, much of what we have done has drawn statewide and national attention. But more recently, even our politics have drawn national attention. Here's an example. All right, you know the story of the election. The big picture story, Donald Trump flipped the Rust Belt. That's why he's going to be president. Pennsylvania, uh, and Michigan, and Wisconsin. How did he flip those states, though? I think you can tell the entire story in one county, one county in Michigan. So check this out. These are the results. Look, it's about an 11,000 margin, vote margin here for Trump. Where can you find it on this map? I think there's one place. It's right here north of Detroit. It's called Macomb County. We talk about blue-collar white voters who swung from the Democrats swung from Obama four years ago to Trump. Take a look at Macomb County, big county here. Obama won this county twice. He won it by nearly 10 points four years ago. And check this out. Macomb County swung to Donald Trump. Double-digit win. This is the kind of place in the industrial Midwest that Donald Trump flipped. This is where he got voters who've been going Democratic to go Republican. And so we said it happened there. He won the Rust Belt because of it. He's the president because of that, the president-elect. What motivated those voters? Well, we're going to find out right now because Jacob Rascone took a trip to Macomb County. He's on the ground there right now. Jacob Rascone, the entire story of the election can be told where you're standing right now. What are they telling you? I, no. no fighting. No fighting. You'll note that the, that county next to me, for some reason, was a different color than the, the normal two. Okay, I couldn't quite figure that out. But... Uh, Interesting enough, I, I think I was most excited about being honest with you. I haven't been the sheriff for so, so many years. When I would go out of state or go someplace and I would tell them where I'm from, it was Macomb County, Michigan. Well, at least I'm now glad that the national news is finally getting it right. We are Macomb County, Michigan. So, but interesting enough, you, when you stop and you think about it, uh, the question that was asked at the end there, what are Macomb County voters telling us? You know, over this past few weeks, there's been a lot of discussion about the election. And I think two things really stuck out from my perspective, hearing from media reporters and everyone else. And uh, I don't want to belabor the election, but I think it's worth just discussing shortly if I could. The one was the impact the county had on the presidential election, and the other one was the impact that the county had on a regional proposal. Let's just talk about the presidential election for just a second. Macomb voters favored Trump by more than 48,000 votes, leading to his slim 11,000 vote victory statewide. Many have suggested that Trump's victory in Macomb County was a result of straight ticket voting. But you know what? The facts just don't support that. Straight ticket voting would have favored Clinton by nearly 5,000 votes in Macomb County. So if it wasn't straight ticket voting, what was it? I believe crossover in independent votes decided the outcome of this election. What I have experienced here in Macomb County is that residents vote for people more than they vote for parties. 
While some did vote for Team R or Team D, a larger number voted for Person A or Person B. Now, I'm not saying that party affiliation has no effect or impact, but what I am suggesting is that in Macomb County, it may have less of an impact than many might think. Now, let's talk about the impact the county had on the Regional Transit Authority proposal. Macomb voters rejected the RTA millage by 75,000 votes, leading to its defeat in the region by just 18,000 votes. Some say this is evidence that Macomb County is not regional. I have to take strong exception to that. Macomb County voters have supported the Detroit Institute of Art, the zoo, and the smart millages. So why did the RTA fail in Macomb County? Again, I believe that the voters are looking for what I call pure proposals. And a pure proposal is a straightforward request with a very well-defined purpose. Remember proposal one just a couple of years ago? Probably one of the worst defeats of a proposal I have ever re remembered. It was not just about roads, and that's why it failed. It included changes to school funding, tax credits, and even revenue sharing. In my opinion, if the proposal would have been pure roads, it would have passed in Macomb County, and maybe even the state. Well, the RTA millage was similar. It was unclear to voters what they were getting. I don't believe Macomb County voters were against regional transit or investing in roads, bridges, or infrastructure. They just didn't connect with the plans that were put forward. So understand this. Voting against the plan is not the same thing as being against the purpose. Finally, in both cases, polls predicted a different outcome. This drives home a point I have long believed. Listening to people is far different than taking a poll. Listening to people is one reason I believe Macomb County is doing so well. I do want to take a moment just to update you on the progress of Intake 48. You may recall that I concluded my speech last year with the need to rethink and redesign certain elements of our criminal justice system. Specifically, the confinement should not be a substitute for treatment. And that professional intervention, especially at the front end, can help the process and make things happen for people and really make a difference. This is a major undertaking, yet we have already seen some positive outcomes. Our community corrections department has expanded its pretrial services. Community mental health has established an urgent behavioral center. And Sheriff Wickersham and his staff are evaluating facility needs. I am confident that in the coming years, we will continue to see progress in providing treatment in place of confinement. I know we have covered a lot this evening, and there is so much more that could be said. So I will try to sum it up in just a few words. The state of Macomb County is strong. Our population continues to grow. Our economic base is transforming. Our jobs are returning to historic highs. Our businesses continue to innovate and make new investments. Our finances are in order. 
our government continues to be more efficient and our quality of life continues to improve. And we are connecting with people in ways we had never thought possible. Once again, I know everyone in this room is contributing in some way to building the Macomb we call home. And I will continue to tell the Macomb County story every chance I get. I want to thank all of you for giving me the opportunity to be your county executive. And I promise that I'll continue to do everything I can to earn your trust and confidence and make you proud that you have chosen to make Macomb your home. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for celebrating with us this evening. And I want to wish all of you a wonderful and safe holiday season. Thank you for being here.